I'm Sarah. And I'm Sarah. And this is No Stare No Ma'am, the world's most negative podcast. <laughs> Where we drag our timelines for being trash. If you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter at NSNM Podcast or through our email at no stare no ma'am at gmail.com. Disclaimers? Disclaimers. Not really a disclaimer, but I am just going to let it be known that for the very first time in the history of this oh podcast, we are together oh in the same country, in the same room. We're not like struggling with WhatsApp connection or fucking Skype call dropping every three seconds or my dad talking to Sada for like 25 minutes while I try to call. This is a live and like face-to-face conversation. Yes, ma'am. Our logistics are on point. Yes. So excited. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. That's the end of our episode. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> um, those are the disclaimers. And you know, if you're new to the podcast, we are here to vent about the things that we see on the internet from, you know, Sudan and other where around the world. That's not a word. But Domestic trash, international yes. trash, all kinds of trash. We cover it all. So if you want to let us know about any trash that you want to vent about or you want us to vent about, then you can send it to us. What are we, what are we starting with? Um, do you want to start with a quick roundup of all the Olympic-related trash? Sure. Let's start with the, with the Syrian story. (sighs) Yes. So, as you may or may not know, this time around in the Olympics, there is a team of refugees. Which is so sweet. I mean, okay, that's the wrong choice of word. (laughs) It's... God, every choice, I I was, like, trying to fix it, and I wanted to say cute, but that's not it either. It's uplifting there. That's the word. It's it's uplifting. It's refreshing and all of that. So, it consists of refugees um, from different countries, one of which is a Syrian swimmer. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. She's how old? She's... In her twenties, she's say. young. Yeah, like early twenties. Yeah, she's quite young. Mm-hmm. Um, what it? The thing, the special thing about her is that she uh, is obviously well, not obviously. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. She escaped Syria by boat, and then I think their boat like sank or something happened, and she swam for a very great many of hours to. Uh, save the other people on the boat and so that was kind of like the story that they came out with to introduce her and blah 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 and it's very brave and all that Um, and then she ended up winning her first qualification yeah her first race is it a race if it's swimming Uh, yes it might (laughs) I don't know the terminology anyway so she she won her race and um and then somebody tweeted, I think actually quite a number of people tweeted about this. Yes. But the one in particular was especially heinous in that he was like, what did he say? He said something that meant um, 
she would have been better off drowning than appearing half naked in front of all these people. <sighs> was basically his response to another tweet that was, you know, congratulating her for winning that one race and, you know, getting qualified. Um, thoughts? <laughs> I just don't understand how... Like, okay, if you have a problem with Inahilap Samayo, whatever, it's stupid, but you're entitled, I guess. Not really, but... Because it's not your life, and she can do whatever the hell she wants, and she's not your... It's like, she doesn't have anything to do with you, she's not related to you, and even if she was... Whatever. Anyway, you are entitled to your opinion, whether it's dumb or not, right? But, for you to be like, she's better off dead, how do you... That, like, I feel like people say things, and I don't know if they're, if they're saying them to be, like, shocking... No, they just really to, believe to get what attention, they're saying. Or if you actually believe that... I think this guy actually believed. I think he's one of those Muslim guys who think that the honor of the ummah rests on these women's shoulders <laughs> uh, and that uh, the honor, quote-unquote, is them being covered, and that is pretty much it. So thank you for missing the he's, point completely. Like, you've just completely overshadowed this young woman's accomplishments. But nobody cares about her accomplishments if she's not covered. And even if she were, they would be like, oh, Mugbarija, oh, you know, her <laughs> pants are too tight. Oh, like... <sighs> I, again, mm, oh I, yeah, I've reached the point where, sadly, I am accustomed to this kind of off-point comment, right? It's gonna happen. People are gonna miss the point and make it about something completely different. And as sad and disappointing as that is, I, at some level, accept it. What I don't accept is you thinking you have the right to say anything, right? No matter how offensive or how violent it is towards someone, just because you feel some type of way. Like... That makes no sense to me. For you to be like, die because is bullshit. Like, what if I was like, I hate your shirt. I want you to die for it. Like, that's, that's the same level of ridiculousness. Like, that makes no sense. The two don't even go together. But you, you, the sense of entitlement comes from feeling that God is on your side. So you're allowed to make that kind of comment? That's deep. I actually didn't think of it that way. But you're right. I feel like at some level, people feel like they're entitled to say that because they have the moral high ground. Exactly. Like, God's going to be happy that I said that because... Exactly. Okay, I don't remember what you're saying, but... The moral high ground thing. Yeah. Um, I think that people say these things thinking that they have... The moral high ground, and then that they're not good. Like, yeah, I I really can't say any. <laughs> like, I can't really discuss this anymore. Um, if you think she would have been better off dying, then I also think you're kind of a waste of oxygen, and Agreed. that's pretty much it. Yep. Moving on. Uh, um, 
Who else was there? Oh, Simone Biles, who is amazing. She is... Black girl magic. Black girl magic. She is life-affirming and giving. Um, just won the all-around gold medal for women's gymnastics. And she's incredible. But of course, no incredible person can go without being shat on by mediocre humanity. And this came in the form of... It's weird because it's like twisted. Yeah, and it, so this article was, I think, supposed to be praising her. Like, she came from, like, a tough background or whatever, mm -hmm. and she became this, like, you know, superb gymnast, da, da 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 But the headline was, um, child of crack addict mother is adopted by Christian family becomes, like, gymnastics legend or something like that something along those lines but exactly that inflammatory and then the article goes into how like her mom was a crack addict and she was adopted missing the point that her like the people who adopted her are her grandparents okay so like not a far stretch also pushing the like religion agenda is kind of interesting and pointless like what does that have to do with anything? What does that have to do with gymnastics or her hard work or the fact that, like, her grandparents afforded her everything because they had enough money to raise her and support her and they built her, like, a gym so that she could practice. Like, they mm -hmm. gave her every opportunity to become this great. But also, it's about the fact that she has incredible work ethic and talent. And, like, what does that have to do with her mom? being a drug addict or I whatever. I think it's just, like, really mediocre clickbait. It's it's sensationalism, I think. And it's the same... that. But it's also the same thing of, like, when that kid fell in the gorilla pit and it became about how his dad has, oh, yeah. you know, prior record His or dad who wasn't even present. Who was not even at the goddamn zoo. Like, I just don't understand why... When it comes to... Ugh, I don't know. I just... I feel like there always has to be this, like, sob story. When it comes to, like, black people being excellent. Like, you must come from somewhere bad. Or you must have some tragic backstory. Or whatever. You can't just be... It can't just be about you. Like, I understand that, you know, overcoming, like adversity or difficulty is inspiring and so and it's worth mentioning but when that's like the one thing that you can yeah I mean that's the one thing that sets you apart or that's the one thing that makes you interesting or that's the one thing that people are looking for I think it's it's part of the culture of being a token yeah yes definitely is that you know you're not interesting enough in and of yourself and you know mm -hmm. your hard work and your talent right. and you have to have a backstory that's you know quote unquote inspiring and um you know yeah. like they always want you to be that exception that beat the odds right right no no I totally agree and I think like I mean you can see this everywhere it's not just in sports like if you are a person who you know has a good job and you're the only black person there, then it's, or you're the only minority there, it's almost like your tragic backstory is the reason why you're here. Yeah. 
and it becomes like almost an advantage like oh you're you know you you had such a tough time and you had to struggle to blah 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 oh that must have been you know that must have been so motivational like bitch fuck you like I had a really hard life like and then if you don't then it's like almost like you're boring like what's wrong with you why don't you have like I experienced this a lot in college like you're from Sudan oh my god did you like have to escape Did you walk with the lost boys? Right. Were you in a refugee camp in Kenya? Were you a child soldier? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Well. Oh, you lived in Paris. Oh. Oh. Well. All right. I guess. I mean, good for you. (laughs) That's literally the reaction. Like, um, I all like my entire college. There's always like a hint of disappointment. Yeah. Like you're not sexy enough. Like your story is not like. like movie enough for them to just accept you as a person my first week of college i think i was going around they were like doing those you know like club things where they have the table set up and you can come join blah 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 so i was walking around the lady one of the girls asked me she was like where are you from and i usually don't say sudan just because i don't like people don't know where that is and i don't want to have to explain so i'm like new york and then whatever we were talking about something and then i was like well, I'm originally from Sudan. She's like, oh my god, are you from Darfur? And I'm like, oh my god. No, I'm not. That is an area in my country, but no. I'm, that I am not from. I am not from there. And she's like, oh. But like, I mean, do you live near there? Like, I'm like <laughs> no. What? I just told you I'm from New York. Right, like okay, you really though. just want... Uh, you know, you you want something, you want an anecdote to tell other people, like, oh my god, I met this girl and she's from like this war torn place, and she was so sweet, and she spoke English so well, like mm-hmm. I just, you know what I mean, like I could see it derailing, and I'm just tired of it. I think I'm tired of like us not being afforded just our own personality and our own humanity. Like this is me, right? I did this, I worked hard, I achieved this, and that's it. Why does it have to be about anything else? And I think, especially for... What's her name? Simone Simone Biles. Biles. Um, I personally think that she's very inspiring in and of herself. Because she probably worked her ass off to get those medals. And she slayed. Like, slayed. Yes, indeed she did. And why does she need a backstory... She doesn't. ...to inspire... Like, I, Joe I don't understand. in their living room. Like, exactly. her work ethic alone should be inspiring. Exactly. That is, that is enough. And that is pretty much it. Yep. I don't... It's it's kind of like... It's like all that porn, that poverty porn <laughs> stuff on Instagram. Yes. Of white people who, quote unquote, go to Africa. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh my god, they're so inspiring because, like, <laughs> they don't have anything... <laughs> But, like, when they... D- they're so happy. Right. When they smile, it's like the world is just open to them, and they're open to it. Girl, shut up. And I just want to say that other people do not exist for the sole purpose of inspiring you and your children. That's I not agree. why we exist. It's like that thing you sent me from Instagram. Please <gasps> do not ruin Instagram for me. It, it's... Somebody ruined it for me, and that's, like, that's it. I need to share it with the world. Don't do it. Um... She sent me this thing that was like it's it's a picture of a black kid 
I'm assuming somewhere in Africa. Africa. <laughs> Insert drum solo. <laughs> and um, the kid is holding two lollipops. And then the caption says, Oh, yeah. Um, this child was extremely hungry. And when given two lollipops, he gave one to the photographer. Um, think about that or something. Ugh. I have thoughts. Okay. First of all. Well, all right then. <laughs> first of all, if you see this starving child in front of you, what business do you have giving them lollipops? Do you have Word. some bread? Can we get a Some meal? rice? Can we get a protein bar up in this bitch? Why are you giving him two lollipops? Second of all, of from the picture, you really can't tell if the kid is actually giving a lollipop to the photographer or if he's holding onto it with his dear life, which I really hope he did, because why the fuck would he be giving this crusty ass white photographer a lollipop? Why? Why? Also, also, uh-huh. how do you know that kid wasn't just being polite? Like, I don't really want to give you this lollipop, but you gave me two, so I'm obligated to just be nice because my parents taught me better. Yeah, like, let, me, let me just show you, know you know I mean? like, that my parents raised me well. Here, you can have one. But I don't actually like, want you to have it. Like, I'm actually really about this lollipop, and I have my heart set on it, but you know, if you want to be a jerk and take it back, sure. Like, I just... Stop, People stop are- taking pictures of supposedly starving children to, like, uplift yourself and give yourself a little pat on the back for giving him food or, like, you know, using him as a pawn to, like, <laughs> reflect on your superficial life. Uh. <sighs> That also reminds me of this Daisy. We're really sidetracking. Like, this was not <laughs> supposed to be the discussion. And all those people who are like, oh, you know, they have so little, and yet they smile. D- maybe they have little, but they would love to have more. Some clean water, um, some food on the table every night, awesome. uh, some steady power. <laughs> like, what? why is it Yo. do you assume that these people are happy with their simple lives and that's supposed to make you reflect on your existence. Also, I don't understand. Shit, dude, like, can we smile? Like, <laughs> why is that such a big deal? Like, I, oh my god, they have so little but they're still smiling. Yeah, bitch, I still want to be happy. Like, can I be happy for this one second without you ruining it seriously? by making it about you? Like, girl. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is really not Man. what... We were supposed to talk No, ma'am. So. Point is, leave Simone Biles alone. Let her slay in peace without having to bring up her, you know, difficult past or whatever the hell. Also, somebody that you should leave alone is Gabby Douglas, who, if you don't know, is the other black girl on the American gymnastics team. Who uh, slayed four years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, won a whole bunch of medals. But, of course, people had to come for her. And you know what? I'm going to air my fellow black folk. 
people came for her because they were complaining about her hair that like didn't look good or her hair I'm wasn't really laid. really really over people who are obsessed with quote unquote good hair and yeah. that's it for me but it wasn't like, even about hear. good hair it was like she looks like she, you know she needs a better perm or whatever, whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so Gabby Douglas... And it's all, like, respectability politics because, really like, y- you have to look a certain way because you're, you know, representing your country and this and that, and your hair has to be straight, or, like, your edges need to be, like, let the girl fucking live. Also, can I say that, like, my biggest problem, besides the fact that people really need to learn how to focus on the right thing, the thing that actually matters, is that you completely disregard the fact that this woman is exerting massive amounts of effort. She's fucking sweating her ass off to, you know, land these, you know, routines and whatever. So do you really But you're expect... on your filthy couch and you're, like, with Muslimness. Word. Fuck up. Like, somebody wrote, somebody uh, commented on this. I saw this post on Facebook. And um, they were like, you know, your hair might be laid, but what have you accomplished lately? And that's true. Like, okay, your hair might be nice and you just got out of the salon, but what have you done? How many medals have you won? <laughs> Have you even been to the gym lately? Like, this this girl, you know, she works out ridiculous hours every day. She, you know, and she's in an impossibly stressful field. And then she has the hopes of, dare I say it, an entire country on her shoulders as she, you know, flips and does whatever and flies through the sky. And you're out here talking about her edges? Are you shitting me right now? She's, like, balancing on, like, a two-inch beam, and you're talking about her fucking edges. Like, get a clue. Just, I can't. And, another thing. Please. These comments all come, or mostly, come from women. Like, when you should be empowered and inspired and motivated and happy for your fellow sister who's, like, doing big things and making us look good out here, you're focused on her beady beads. Like, who gives a shit? Who cares? Why can't you be more supportive? I don't understand. I, and like, she's, especially as a black girl, in a field where there's very little representation for black girls. Yes. And she's being a role model for your little sisters and your daughters. Like, You're how? petty. You're petty. You're, you're, you are. You're petty is what you are. <laughs> you're really petty. Like, I count with you people. Like you said, she's in a field where there are so little black women, right? So few of them. And where things like, I saw this uh, when, when Simone Biles won the world championships of gymnastics. Some, I, don't, I think she was an Italian gymnast who was like, I guess next time we need to paint our skin black in oh, order yeah, to I win. And... Like, so her accomplishments are completely overshadowed by her color. Like, as if they just handed her these medals or these awards or whatever, this championship, for being black, when it's actually for being an excellent gymnast. So, when nobody out here is supporting us, how can you sit there and focus on something so worthless and so petty as somebody's hair or their hair texture or whatever? I just, I don't get it. I just need you to be more supportive. I need you to 
realize that we are out here by ourselves, like almost exclusively by ourselves. We only have us to depend on. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I really do believe that. Like, who is going to support you more than another person who goes through exactly what you go through? Nobody. Nobody's going to understand your struggle except for that other black girl who goes through the same thing. So it's counterproductive to be so critical and of something so useless. <laughs> like, if it was just, it was about her gymnast, like, oh, she, she should have landed that with a triple pirouette or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I would understand that, but you're not here talking about, you know, her gel didn't go all the way to her head. Girl. I bye. don't, yeah. No, ma'am. Please don't. Mm-hmm. Just mm, nope. Cease and desist. Not today. And speaking of which, which brings us to our next trashy uh, subject, which is you. It's also related to the lack of sisterhood between women, specifically Sudanese women. Am I right? Akhwati, take it away. Into <laughs> انتوا ليه بتعملوا كده؟ واي واي دوينج انتوا ليه بتصعبوا الامور كده؟ يعني ما في داعي ما في داعي احنا كلنا حياتنا الزفت في البلد دي يا يعني انت لما تطلع الشارع بتسمعي كميه من الفارغه رايت من اي زول عمو الكبير الشافع الصغير بتاع الامجاد الكمساري بتاع الدكان every single person your boss whoever why why must you insist on making it so much harder by you also being the enemy. It's self-hate and internalized misogyny. And I'd like to say that Basically. before uh, our male listeners, you know, jump in and are like, yeah, see, you think that all men are evil. I'm not saying that men are the enemy. I'm just saying that y'all, we have it hard out here. And I'm just tired of, you know, complaining about something like this and, and a sister coming back with... Well, what were you wearing? Was it... What happened when we were having this discussion and then a girl jumped in your mentions and she was like, oh, well, you know, don't dress like a slut. And you won't be treated like one. And you won't be treated like one. Uh, yeah, this was about when... We now... Were, this was when we were talking about the... The pants debacle when those girls were arrested for that. I need for Ramadan. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then that sparked that, that whole weird. debate. And that's also when I saw another tweet of like this girl being like, you know, al banat, they're just محدد كون قاعدة وبتضحك بصوت عالي وما بعرف شنو blah 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 and and I just and I just read that and was like, it it always comes from a place of. These girls, it or they got harassed or whatever because they weren't dressed appropriately. And I'm better, mm-hmm. you know, I'm morally superior to these girls, so I can judge and, you know, talk out the side of my mouth. It's like pick me Twitter. It is pick me Twitter. It's, it's literally pretty much. It's literally pick me Twitter. Literally. Where it's like, look, I'm not like those girls. I'm not. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing. Just a quick hinai before you go on with this. The girl who was in your mentions talking about how, you know, if you don't dress like a slut, blah, 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 you won't be treated like a slut. Um, 
in her picture thing on Twitter, in her Avi, she was not Mahajaba, mm-hmm. okay, Rasa Makshouf, and she had makeup on. Girl, good for you, you look fly, but this could be a reason for someone else to be like, oh, this girl looks like a slut, right. she should be treated like a to slut. To say the same shit about you. The exact same logic that you use against other women will uh, be used against you. And this is the point, boys and girls. This applies to everything. Nobody's safe out here. Mm-hmm. When you think that, you know, you putting, like, throwing your sisters under the bus is gonna make you look better girl is not because the same shit is probably gonna be said to you and about you and i'm not this is not like again i will say this again this is not to throw shade at anybody in specific this is something that is across the sudanese diaspora people everywhere do this and i just you know when okay i won't even talk about the sudanese diaspora i will talk about us like we all know what we go through why don't you just want to accept that there's no logical reason for that because pick me like because i'm better than these other hoes when an instagram filter right equals how do you expect yourself to or win by, by the way shout out to izu because um, he got a lot of trash for that flower filter. Okay. Let's... <laughs> I... Uh, there was a tweet where it was actually both. Like, Al-Banat... It was a... I think it was a girl tweeting. She's like, Al-Banat, And then an Olad with their flower filter. As if that means... And it's not real. It's not, it's not real. And if it were, what's your problem? It's Why are you mad? Why are you pressed? What does it mean? Explain to me scientifically. Fishno, what's what your problem? What about flowers affects anything about anyone? How fragile is your masculinity if flowers are so offensive How to you? fragile is your femininity if you think a dude taking a picture with a flower filter makes him a woman? Bitch! Oh. Okay. Ma'am, if you don't... I just... I just want us to be more supportive. Like, if I see a girl and she looks great, my first instinct is not to be like, what's wrong with her? My first instinct <laughs> is to be like, that's nice. And I kind of want... That. Get it, girl. Yeah, like, why can't we just be like, oh, yeah, you're great. That's wonderful. Be you and do you. And But that, I think that really comes from a place of insecurity. Where you just have to find something wrong with people. Like, you can't just uplift your sisters and be happy for them. It always has to be, like, oh, it's the filter. Oh, it's the makeup. Oh, like... Okay. I agree, but I also disagree. And let me tell you why. I agree that, at some level, it is an insecurity. But I think what plays into this more is the idea of competition yeah i think that our society pits us against each other because we're all competing for supposedly we're all in competition to get male attention that's really what it boils down to and i'm not saying that to say that we're all actively competing against each other but i think the society wants us to compete against each other because ultimately our goal as 
prescribed by society is marriage, right? But that's why it's it's also about insecurity because if you feel that you're constantly competing with other women and you feel like you're not enough because the other women are, you know, prettier, smarter, whatever, then your only way of like reaffirming yourself is to bring these women down by by attacking their morals which again i will say and this one is especially for the young women your morals are not determined by how you look or how you dress it is how you act and even then actually i'm just going to go straight for what is actually bothering me because we're not allowed to occupy public space. Why can't we just be happy? Like, no. when I laugh, yes, I throw my head back and I clap. Because shit is funny. I don't understand why that makes me, how that makes me good at other. I don't understand. Because as a woman, especially when you're in public space where there is people of the opposite sex, you're supposed to be demure and ladylike. Um, but and ladylike usually entitles like being quiet and shy, and you know like not occupying a lot of space. Um, I don't know what to call it, but it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing that happens. It's a thing that happens. I like I said, I would understand this from other people, and by other people, men, because we don't have a, another option. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's just especially heartbreaking when it comes from another woman. And sometimes I really feel like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Why am I trying to, like, defend us out here or trying to stand up for us or, like, speak out all these things or, you know, just, like, try to live as boldly as possible because I feel like that's our right? Why am I doing all of this? You know, and, and, I, and I'm doing this partly for me, of course, but partly to hopefully show my younger sisters or my cousins or whatever that that's okay. That, like, you should be able to just be you and not have to worry about how other people view that. So when another woman is like, you know, البنات لابسات كده ولا بيعملوا كده ولا بيضحكوا بصوت عالي ولا it just makes me like, well, you know what? F- live oppressed. Go ahead. <laughs> if you want to be silent and, you know, in the background and you don't want to be a human person, then do that. And Do you, boo. Like. Then I also think, like, does whatever we do actually have an impact? Probably like, not. Right. But, like... Right. This is too deep for me. <laughs> this is too depressing. No, I, I mean, yes, it is depressing. But, like, I think about that all the time. Like, does anything I do or say actually matter? Probably not. That reminds me. But we won't talk about this now. Uh-huh, for sure. So, in general, as people, we're taught that, you know, uh, to speak kindly to others or whatever. Our words matter. But then, I feel like on the internet... <laughs> It doesn't. And like we said before, people feel entitled to say whatever, no matter how heinous or how violent or how offensive it is, because because they're, you know, they think that's their right. 
But then when you defend yourself, then somehow you are... Getting Or you, you know, or think about the other person. An incident that happened recently with a Sudanese tweep where she was discussing some topic and this guy came at her and was like, She's basically talking about, you know, if you don't talk about, about sex before marriage. Oh, all of that. Oh. Yeah. You know what? Let let us please discuss this. <laughs> because I've had this conversation in real life with people. And it's been quite interesting. So please so, go ahead. this guy then responded to her saying that, And, you know, insert the adat and taqalid speech. And then threatened her. By saying, you know, if you think you're so tough and saying all this shit, then, you know, tell me where you live. And then, if you don't live in Sudan, you know... Yeah, or, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, this young woman took steps, because this is a threat on her person, took steps to uh, find out where this person was so that she could report him Mm -hmm. right and before she even got that information other people got it and reported him on like okay i don't want to say for her because she didn't ask them to Mm -hmm. but basically instead of her Mm -hmm. and what they did was report him to the university that he was attending Mm -hmm. which is somewhere in the uk i believe and the university is like we take this very seriously blah 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 we will investigate this Mm -hmm. now Again, I will say that she was not the person to initially report him. Not that it matters. It, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. But she was not the person initially to report him, but they referred her, I mean, they referred the university to her, and she told her story because she's entitled to it, because the guy threatened her, right? Mm-hmm. So then people started attacking her for, quote-unquote, ruining his future. Yep. Inti, يعني هو قال لك الكلام ده لكن انتي, you know, you're putting his life at risk and this is his future. That was miskin, blah blah blah. What he said, it was probably just a joke or no 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 no. Why are you taking it so seriously? And then you have the section of Sudani Twitter who's like, oh, but عشان بيت سمحة الناس دافعوا عنا or blah blah blah. I have thoughts. Um, Please go ahead. First of all, I will say that I don't think that would have been the way that I would have handled that. Right. I mean, I personally don't think I would have taken that that seriously. I would have sent the guy my address and been like, you know what, bitch? Bitch what? <laughs> now what? Let's, let's, let's do this. Like, right. Okay. But that's just me. If this is how she wanted to handle it, I think she had every fucking right to. Because, first of all, the problem with abuse on Twitter in general is that it's always the victim's responsibility to deal with the abuser. Like, people always say, oh, well, you know, you report him. Oh, you can block him. Why is it my responsibility to be taking steps so that this person can stop abusing me. 
Also, when you report people on Twitter, they very, very rarely uh, suspend their about... accounts. Like, yep. maybe, like, once in a fucking blue moon Donald or something. Donald Trump is proof of that. You can say yeah. whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Pretty much. Twitter will not suspend you. And it's because, I don't remember who I was saying this to, but because to them, people abusing you is still a way of engaging. It's content. So it's content, so they don't, like, it's not to their, like, they don't, they wouldn't really benefit from, you know, like, suspending people. Right. Like, every troll out there, because God knows there's There's so so many. So... It's not, like, if you're going to report him to Twitter, and, you know, that's not going to do anything, and you're just going to... Because what she said, basically, was that she had two ways of dealing with the situation. Mm -hmm. Either reporting him to whatever, you know, place had some kind of authority on his life, or Tamil Raiha, and she did not want Tamil Raiha, which is... Totally her right. Totally her right. It's totally her right. If somebody came at me sideways like that, I wouldn't want to just let it go. Why should I? By then, people who are like, oh, you know, this is like, um, like, Twitter is a joke, but this is, you know, his real life and his education and whatnot. It's like, I don't care if that's his... He should Words have, have consequences, people. Words mean things. If he should have thought about that before he came out the side of his mouth with some bullshit, no, but that nobody asked him about. Like that's the shit that pisses me off. She wasn't talking to him. the The topic was not directed at him specifically for us to be like considering his emotions or his feelings in any of this. He just hopped on this topic. People are saying that she started the quote unquote abuse because he, I don't know, responded something and she was like, oh, I would tell you to fuck off. And I'm like, well, he should have reported her then. Well, like, <laughs> well, like, I don't know. If he was really, you know, pressed by that comment, then he should have reported her to Twitter or, like, her employer or whatever. Also, I think that it's time for us to be adults and take responsibility for the things that we say. For you to say, oh, you know what? Rania, Rania had, had a really good point. Um, this is exactly the same logic as um, that rapist in that university and the judge who was like, oh, well, I want to be lenient because I don't want to ruin his future. Right, right. Like, obviously, the rape was more extreme, but it's the same logic, basically. That you don't want to punish this person because... (sighs) I think that this is something that is a running trend within Sudanese culture. This thing of like khalas, madruri, or aksar hanak, or in you know the older generations terms, bas asturul mawdu'. And that solves nothing at all. It does nothing but lets the problem continue and persist, and it does nothing to solve it. This dude next time is going to think twice, hopefully. Is gonna think twice before he says some dumb shit like that. Also, Alera, laqadrullah, if she had ignored, not reported or ignored it or not taken it seriously, and something did happen to her, 
then everybody would be like, oh, she should have told the police, or she should have told someone, or blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to take a threat. I'm not going to take a threat lightly. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. And if, you know, people deal with things differently, if taking a threat seriously for her meant reporting him to whatever authority could handle him, then good for her. In my case, or inside his case, it would have been, come at me, bro. I will fuck you up. Like, mm-hmm. that's totally my right. If you're gonna come at me sideways, I'm gonna come at you double side. I'm gonna fucking mess you up. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm just not gonna take that and be like, oh, he said something mean to me, so I'm just gonna let it oh, go. Let me, like, block and ignore him. Bitch, no. Bitch, fuck you. <laughs> Fully. Wholeheartedly. <laughs> like... <laughs> And I don't understand. I can totally tell, by the way, that you no longer live in a household with a child. Hell yeah! <laughs> God. It took all of my willpower to control my tongue. <laughs> now I don't have to anymore. But that being said, I just think that we need to take things, serious things, seriously. And this is what we're Threatening people is not yuzum in terbiyatna. I don't care what the fuck you say. Like, that is not acceptable. By any means, in no way, shape, or form, were we ever taught, right, fi adatna wa taqalidna islamna and all that, in no, you can just threaten whoever who says anything that you don't agree with. Nah, bruh. So, fuck you to and everybody who thinks that he's entitled to say that and she also can't fight back. It's illegal because the thing is she lives in Saudi, right? Yes. So she couldn't really have gone to the police or like I don't think they would have taken her seriously. No. But if she was, you know, somewhere else like the states or in even in the UK, in the UK it's illegal yeah, to or threaten the someone UK, online. She could have gone to the police, and he would have had a record. Exactly. So, there's so that. really, it, you know, get suspended or get a warning or whatever, or get you know. And nobody knows if he actually got suspended. Exactly. I think he might have just gotten a warning or something. He probably got a warning. But also, I am pretty sure, as in ninety three percent sure, that he came back on Twitter with a different account. Because oh, he definitely deleted his account after that happened. After no, he but he, he came back and he was, like, really um, harassing Rania. Really? And some other girls, yeah. Oh, I didn't see Because Rania was asking people to, like, report him report to Twitter. Him. And I told her, like, B, just go to the police. You're in the UK. Word. Seriously, Word. just go report him to the cops. If this was just a joke or if this, like, kind of behavior was so harmless... It would the legal, the UK legal system would not have made it a crime. So miss me with that. Oh, خربت حياته ونضيعت مستقبله. هو ضيع مستقبله Nobody asked him to say any of that. لو ما ما he doesn't agree with her. ما عجبه كلامه. يقول لا ما عجبني كلامه. And that's it. Why am I يقول لا at all? With these fucking Twitter thugs who think they can you know come at everyone and say whatever they want to say. Allegorically, words have meaning, yep. and when your words have consequences, I'm sorry, no. I'm not That's, going to no. defend someone who is clearly in the wrong. I'm not going to do that, and I feel like as a culture, we tend to do that. خلاص الليلة لو حصلت حاجة قولك ما ما تقولي ما تتكلمي عشان you know الناس التانين or blah. Fuck man, fuck that. Nobody learns a lesson by being coddled. And I think that's exactly what happened with this dude. Everybody ended up and, coddling him. 
and then there was like this other dude who made this really long video on Periscope, like defending him. And he's like, oh, this girl was just like seeking attention. And, you know, like this guy went to Imperial College and it's really hard to get into. And like, well, what is he gonna. And I'm like, well, bitch. He should have thought, thought of that before he came out the side of his mouth. Exactly. He really. Like, why should I care about about his future? Why? I, For I what? I really don't. Like, like, if, if you're a trash human being, you need to deal with your consequences. Pretty and that's much. Pretty much it. Pretty much. This didn't happen in Moldova, yeah. God, that was strangely satisfying. Yeah, it was weighing on me. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did we have? I don't know. The Olympics, the women shitting on each other, and there was something else. Oh. Mm-hmm. The demon child I came across at the wedding. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you want to discuss that? Yes, please. Okay, so this ties in very well because, like I said, you know, when he came at her, came at her from the perspective of Terbia, right? Mm-hmm. And ironically, showed his ass <laughs> and his Terbia. <laughs> Um, no shade to his parents because I'm sure they would be disappointed, but uh, you know, it's there's just this thing where like <sighs> I'm not a parent. Just Disclaimer. tell you a story, okay? Why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm at this wedding, right? And um, I'm sitting next to this elderly woman in a wheelchair. Actually, when I came in, she was being uh, she was being brought in to the wedding by her grandchildren. And it was a group of girls about, I would say, 8 to 10 years of age. So I'm sitting next to my grandmother, and this grandmother is sitting next to me. And um, the children were essentially supposed to just bring her. He he meant to get on it. So they were just supposed to bring her to your bed. They didn't go right? So... Uh, the people at the wedding were like, yeah, that's cool, ta'alu, but banat lapsat bujamat or something. It was late. It was night time. Okay. So the grandma says, if you're going to stay, I'm sure you're going to stay, ta'alu. I mean, you're going to stay, ta'alu. I'm sure her granddaughter, kid. Granddaughter ignores her. And after a while, she's going to stay. In exactly that tone. The granddaughter responds with, bis," And then well waves her hand in dismissal at her grandmother and walks out. How old was this? Eight to ten years Bond of age. Of I would say a maximum of ten years old. All right, then. My reaction was my jaw dropped. And I looked at the, at the girl walking away. And then I looked at the grandmother, who is, like I said, sitting next to me, and her head just fell. Her head Aww. just fell into her chest. The next thing she said was in, like, the meekest voice possible. I can't even reproduce it because I'm too angry. But she was like, That's all she said. Poor And in that moment, I, I was like, I just wanted to hug her and be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> because that's what I felt like doing. I wanted to grab her by the wrist and be like, "Dishnu bgilat adab al bitamali fiadi, itazri lihabobtik sirir." 
But the grandmother's reaction caught me so off guard and just let me know that this was probably not the first time that this happened. That the daughter, this granddaughter, probably spoke to her like that a lot because she was completely defeated. She was completely defeated. That's so sad. Yeah, and Anna was equally frail and small as this woman. And she would have slapped me clear across the face <laughs> if I had done that. And I've seen her discipline her grandchildren when they get out of line. She, you know, might not have the energy to get up and smack them around, but she does definitely say something. This woman was completely defeated. And I just felt like, what the human fuck? Like... <laughs> In what universe is this happening? And it's okay, and it's fine. And it's just... Like, it just seemed like it was rampant. And it is rampant, because these kids out here are so disrespectful. And so rude. And the parents are so... Blase. Yes! So incredibly... Detached. Numb. <laughs> just like, oh... I feel... I really don't know if it's true, but I've always felt like it was a generational thing. Hmm. I feel like the generation of our parents were super strict with, you know, like how they were raising their children. Um, and they were also probably more patient and maybe, yeah. like, better prepared for children than this generation. Because I don't remember anyone of my age when I was younger, like, talking back to adults. Nope. Or, like, saying no. Not unless you had or, a death wish. <laughs> yeah, no. no. And, um, like, I remember when I was younger, my mom never, ever, ever put hands on me, but she would give me, like, a side eye kind of look right. like a stankai and I knew that was it for me that's the thing like, like I needed to chill the fuck out when like our parents I feel like our parents or that generation of parents had that much authority over their children that a look was enough yeah but that's also because they were incredibly hands on where like it wasn't just enough to say it was like I'll go at this side because kid, 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 do not do this. This is bad behavior. And I mm -hmm. feel like when you just, you know, like half-heartedly be like, oh, I'll go at this side. Especially when people are at other people's houses. Man, we weren't allowed to move. Like, I don't know, Michelle. First of all, I didn't want to go Because that's no place for kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> But even if they had to, it was like, you will not move from my side. You're going to shut your mouth. You're not going to ask for halawa or asir or anything. That was the disclaimer every time I went somewhere with my parents. And it worked because I just sat there next to my mom until we were ready to go. And I didn't take any candy and I didn't want any juice because I was too scared of what would happen <laughs> if I did. Now, these days... Oh, my God. My cousin came over one time with her kids, mm -hmm. and her child was running amok, just all over the house, just mm -hmm. everywhere. And she just she just kept talking. It was, like, to the point where it was distracting. Like, he was knocking shit over, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she just wasn't even bothered by it. And I'm I like, I can't even concentrate on what you're saying right now. I've seen that a lot in my family. And this kid 
at some point was running around so much and he had just had food or something that like he was starting to feel sick mm-hmm. so he's like oh but and she was like blah, blah, blah. like just dismissing him mm-hmm. and he's like i don't feel well i don't feel well i don't feel well and the kid is like maybe six she's like i'm shit mom and i'm like your kid looks <laughs> like he's turning green like i don't please help the kid goes to the bathroom does not make it to the bathroom throws up on the way to the bathroom and we're all watching this. Oh, God. In horror. The woman, I swear to you, does not get up. Are you kidding me? She just says, ugh. And Are that's you it. Does not get up. Fucking kidding and me. And then just says, Amshid Hammam. The kid goes to the bathroom, throws up again on the bathroom floor. Oh, my God. The mother does not get up. She continues to have a conversation while her child is audibly vomiting in the bathroom. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And it's me and my older cousin in the house. Oh, who who ended up cleaning up the puke? Well, (laughs) I offered to clean it up because my older cousin is much older than me and has a weak stomach. So anyway, when when the mom never got up, Mm -hmm. we ended up getting up to clean the shit up and when we go to the bathroom my cousin was so disgusted that she threw up oh no <laughs> it was a that, mess that is totally something i would do Girl, i don't do vomit it like, was a I hot can't. ass mess the kid goes to the bathroom after he vomits cleans himself up by himself because his mother <laughs> is still sitting in the chair she cannot be bothered then comes back and he's like dizzy because he just Aww. like threw up the entirety of his stomach contents on our floors. And then she's just like, she's just like, oh, no, oh, that was it. My God. That was it. Ma'am. That was the extent of her parenting. And I just, I don't understand this like half-assed, like kids don't grow up by themselves. I'm- they don't raise themselves. It's always fascinating to me because I have a lot of cousins, especially on my mom's side, and I'm the youngest one, so they're pretty much all like married and they have kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, their kids are disastrous. Disastrous. I get that. I just... And I don't understand it because my cousins were raised better than that. Like, they right. were actually... Raised like, properly. Yeah, like, nice kids, bismarck kalam, whatever. And their children are demons. <laughs> like, legit demons. Here's... I have a cousin whose son, at one point... I think he kind of calmed down now because he's like seven-ish or something, mm-hmm. but who at one point was so hyper and so violent that he used to beat his mom and his grandmother. Like, Oh my god. Yeah, like he used to Damn. hit them. Damn, son. Um, wow. I don't... That's not... I don't understand it. I don't know where it comes from. I think a huge part of it is living in big houses with a lot of family members Mm. because you don't really get to control your children's education as Mm. you'd like to. Mm -hmm. Like, even when you try to discipline them, other people are like, oh my God, no, haram, khaliyu, So there's that. There's also the fact that, you know, they're also influenced by the other children in the household. Um, I don't know, Mm. but, like, it's out of control. Here's my theory. I think that the reason why kids are are not as 
well-behaved as they could be these days, despite their parents having been raised properly and well, is that their parents are not aware of how much effort goes into raising your child properly. Mm-hmm. I think that's the issue. I think that people saw their parents doing it or experienced their par- parents raising them, and they just assumed that it came naturally and easily to them. But don't you... And so when you have your own kids, you just feel like, well, what I'm doing right now is enough. But you don't understand that's that... Interesting. Like, our parents, we were their primary focus. Even our pa- Even parents who worked. Like, your kid's education at home is their primary, like, that is a huge priority to them, and they exert ridiculous amounts of effort to make you into a, an upstanding and respectable human but being. But how do you have a child and not understand that? Like, how, why were our parents prepared and not this generation of younger... Because I think our parents had a more difficult life than we did. I mean, I can speak for everybody, but I think that our parents, and I mean, I think education also has to do with it because our parents left their homes or most, I mean, my, my parents left their homes at a young age Mm -hmm. to go get education elsewhere. So they learned to depend on themselves and they also learned what it's like to take care of yourself. And then there are parents who, you know, there are people who had younger siblings that they had to take care of, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I think that... Also, yeah, so you get a lot more responsibility in the house than maybe our generation did, or especially the generation after us. I feel like kids these days are not given, or most kids, not all of them, obviously, are not given a lot of responsibility at home. So they don't... That's possible. It's actually really weird, because my mom was telling me the other day that when she was at um, University of Khartoum, Mm -hmm. she lived in Nimretnen, and she went to Da'at al-Khartoum, and she was staying in Dakhliya. Because that's wow. what everyone that's what did. You did. Right. Even people, you know, whose parents right. and families were in Khartoum right. had to stay in Dakhliya because that was part of the college experience. Right, and I think that, and that taught, so yeah, much. it does teach you to like, you know, actually take care of yourself yeah. and be more responsible and. Yeah. So you know, but like now, man, when I see my my like cousins having children, I'm just like, God, you are a baby having a baby, and you don't have any idea what that entails and clearly you don't because you think that your kids are just supposed to magically grow up and be good people or like be well behaved and then you're surprised when they're out of control but you barely give them any attention and And I'm not not shaking my family but I'm just I think it just it's a rampant problem and I think that having kids of your own is the most narcissistic human thing that ever existed Mm. but okay (laughs) especially when you don't realize that it's a responsibility like you're not just having these kids to see yourself in someone else right you're also having them to be part of something bigger right a society communities and all of that right and i don't think people understand that i agree i don't think they do i don't think they understand the weight of it like the seriousness or the importance of how you guide and nurture your children. And And it's it's also kind of... I want to say it's part of the culture because whenever someone gets married, like one month later, it's like, 
So, are you pregnant? Are you having a baby? Don't go on birth control. Don't do this. Don't do that. You need to have a baby. With complete disregard to like whether you're actually ready to have this baby or yeah. not. And here's the thing. When you say you're not ready, people are like, You have help. Right. And it's like, but it's your child, though. It you teaches, need to. Yeah, it teaches that itikaliya. Like, you, well, mom mushkila because mom's here or whatever. Yeah. I don't know this, blah, blah. But you need to understand that, like, this is your responsibility. This is your response. And solely your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes, it takes a village. But you gave birth to that child, not the village. They didn't just hand it to you. You actually carried it and gave birth to it or helped make it. So it's your responsibility to see it through. Like, you can't just be like, okay, now I'm going to give this baby to this person or whatever. Or it'll work out. They'll find their way somehow. The other thing is, I think our society has changed. Whereas in the past, it really was, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. Where, like, anybody could discipline anybody's child. Mm -hmm. And it was fine because it was for the greater good. Now... It's like, how dare you speak to my child that way? Or how dare you discipline my child? And that extends beyond just al-hilla to, like, Mm -hmm. schools, where it's like, your child is a demon, and (laughs) we're expelling them. No, my child is an angel, and you don't know what you're doing, and how dare you? So even teachers are feeling like they are restricted in how, in, like, instructing kids to be decent human beings because Mm -hmm. their parents are so ready to, like, disregard any sort of criticism that they might have about their child which is like i completely you live agree. with the kid how can you not know that your child is bad like and also like a lot of it is i don't know it's just so weird like this my my cousin's son that i was talking about who mm-hmm. like beats them God, <laughs> that's just terrible he just like everyone that's horrible um his mom who actually studied psychology was saying that um, I'm going to hang my head here for a second. <laughs> uh, you're not supposed to tell children no because... It's it negative? Af- yeah, it's negative and, you know, it See, affects this, their and I. This new age shit. I'm like, don't tell your kids no because it hurts their feelings. So tell them... You know, they can be anything they want to be, including assholes. No, I'm sorry. That's, um... If you are not prepared to make the required and admittedly uh, extensive effort to raise a child, please do not have one. And people are very um, quick to give up on their their children's education. Like, yes. Often they're just like, oh... And that's really problematic because for, I don't, like a lot of these kids, you know, that my cousins say, oh, you know, we give up and whatever. When I try to discipline them, it works because like, I'm not about that bullshit life. So it just. They're, like, just, they don't want to put in the effort. Yeah. 
it's because it's work. It's, it's a hard. Lot of work. It's super hard. But you didn't know that when you got knocked up. So <laughs> now you just during your honeymoon, you know. So now you just want to like throw it on somebody else's shoulders. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. And trust me, the world is not going to look kindly on your sweet little boy or sweet little girl when they go and act out somewhere else. We are not required to be as nice to them as you are. Yeah, definitely. If your not. kid acts out to my face, I will slap the shit out of them. And I don't care. And the care. thing is, like, I don't want to shame these parents because I'm not a parent and I don't know what it's like to right. actually, you know, be responsible for a person 24-7 right. and, like, keeping them alive and all of that. And it's probably fucking exhausting. It is. But that is also why I am not a parent. Because I am not about that life right now. For those exact reasons. Exactly. Like, if you're not ready, just don't. Because at the end of the day, it's your responsibility. And And that's all I have to say. Yeah, I understand the pressure that people go through when they get married. Of people being like, that can be exhausting to resist. And then eventually you're just like, whatever. And then sometimes, you know, it's out of your control. You know, like the qadr, right? You just, you, you got pregnant. Okay. Maybe you weren't ready for it. Or maybe you weren't trying well, to. Well, you have nine months to prepare. And though. you did, right. But you need, that's not an excuse. I was, it's It's not an excuse <laughs> to just let shit go. Like, it's not, خلاص, that's your response. That's how you, you know, unfortunate, but now you got to deal with it. Exactly. So please deal with it. But yeah, anyway, people send us your thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on why you think Sudanese Shufa have the Hamoudi syndrome and they're so madalayin ma bismar al-karam. Yes. Um, send us, you know, how you think people should or shouldn't discipline their children. Just any random thoughts, uh, especially if you're a parent. Indeed, we, especially if you're, yeah, we want like to hear to about hear it. We want to hear from the parents. Your thoughts. Uh, NSNM podcast on Twitter or uh, no sir no ma'am at gmail.com. Um, speaking of badass kids, <laughs> on the flight here from Amman, <laughs> there was a child screaming from like the jetway. I could mm-hmm. hear him from the jetway being like, Atayara, Atayara, <laughs> And then when he got in, he was standing in line to like get to their seat and he's like, Laughter were just streaming down my face. <laughs> oh my god, precious! Like typical Hamoudi syndrome. It was oh awesome. Oh my god. Anywho, all of that trash has now been evacuated from our systems, and we're on to more rosy things. <laughs> Are we though? Well, Are we really? Not really, but <laughs> sort of. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> We need a jingle for it. We need to, like, <laughs> have, like, a little song. We can just do, like, a little dance. <laughs> We're dancing. You can't see it, but it's awesome. Um, this week, we have a combined Yes, Serious Ma'am. Yes! For so a excited. Twitter account. For the first time ever. Ambiguous gender. Yes. We don't know who runs it. That is called Golden Poop Official... Um, which is more expressive in Arabic, <laughs> aka Da is it Chino? Al Khariya Yes! 
yo, this account gives me so much life. Like, it's like what we do, but on a daily basis. It, that's commitment, yo. It that's, really is. That's some uh, real passion. Um, what they do is... Compile trash. Compile the various compile trash. poop. Yes, or khariyat, as they would call them. And, uh, you know, project them to us. And then, I think it's weekly. Is it weekly that they have a... Uh, you can vote in... Exactly, for the best khariyat. For the best khariyat, for the, whoever is going to win the khariyat dhabiyah. There's a khariyat fadiyah, I think. And what was the third one? What's the bronzia? Bronzia, that's right. <laughs> and uh, you get to vote from you know the nominations. You get to also nominate to them what you think should be you know deserving of a khari dhabi or otherwise. Exactly. Yo, shout out to them for their commitment to the trash. Uh, you're wonderful mm-hmm. and you're hilarious. We absolutely love you. Thank Who, you for making our jobs that much easier. Word, you you inspire us. <laughs> you do. Your content is inspirational. Um, any any other yes or yes names you want to shout out? I wanted to shout out a dude by the name of God help me. I really hope I'm getting this right. You guys can't see her face, but she looks uh, intense. <laughs> Pain. I also because he has the most like quintessentially Sudanese name. Uh huh. I don't remember if it's Ahmed or Muhammad, but okay. His name is Muhammad Al Tayyib. That's what I'm going with. Muhammad Al Tayyib, mm-hmm. and he created. Did I already say this? Oh, the app. Yeah, he created a system. I've been wanting to shout him out too. Yeah, a system to um, keep. A record of the like available medications for Sudan, mm-hmm. so that this database can be accessed by pharmacies and doctors, so that they are better prepared, so that they know, like you know, they can tell patients for sure if a doa defi wa la or where they can get it. It's like a database that's supposed to span like across, you know, mm-hmm. the the pharmacology exactly. sector. Yes, indeed. And that is amazing. Yes, it is. That is amazing work. So, yes, sir. Shout out to you. Thank Sudanese you excellence. for being Sudanese excellence and creating something that's so important because, you know, nobody's going to do it but us, clearly. That's been established. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you see people doing things like that, really support them. And we want to know about those people because it's not often that we come across Something like that, but it's something so inspirational, and we need to support those people and shout them out when we can. So, if you have a yes sir or yes ma'am that you would like to shout out, somebody that embodies Sudanese excellence to you, then please send them to us, no sir, no ma'am, at gmail.com. Yes, Or please. at NSNM Podcast, or with the hashtag NSNM. And that is our episode. Yo, this was so easy. Okay. Right? This was... Logistics on point, girl. Yes. Um, hopefully, editing... I, I hope the sound is okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much for that excitement. Yeah. Um, it'll be fine. We will see you An guys... An hour and a half later. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys next week. Yes. We're back. Au revoir. Bye. Bye.